This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Wait, oh, try one more time. It's time for the Jeremy Paul Show with your hosts, Mark Stafford and Jeremy Paul. Jeremy Paul Show! Up the Brumbies! JP, welcome in, brother! <laughs> oh, mate, the Jeremy Paul Show will not crash. It will not crash. No, the, sh- the content won't, the intro might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are no, you still right. on night shift with uh, young young Paul? Atana? Yeah, no, no. Look, he, uh, I came off that. I've got to start back work on Monday. So, got to go back to all the shift workers out there. My goodness. Wow. Props to them, eh? Yeah. How, how you do it, man? It's, it's crazy. Mm. Like, just. Uh, but it's been a, it's been a crazy four weeks, man. God, I've been teaching in the dark arts at the front row, so he's already got his crouch paused. <laughs> Hasn't quite got his engage ready yet, but he'll be there in a couple of weeks. What is he? Three, about, four weeks old? Yeah, about that. Just about six weeks, he should be able to be able to drop a scrum. Uh, probably eight weeks, be able to collapse one. <laughs> Uh, uh, mate, we have got so many text messages in here, so let, let's just roll into that. Give the people what they want. Do you reckon? Oh, 100%. Let's go. Right. Because we've got some sport on, don't we? We've got the state of origin. Have oh. we ever? God, rock wow. and roll. Right. Hi, for JP. Um, this is from Mikey in Christchurch. Does he think the Brumbies made selection errors last week? And can he convince me that they'll beat the Chiefs this weekend because I need help? I'm stuck on my picks. So, two questions in there. First one, did they make selection errors last week? Well, as actually we spoke about it on the show, remember, mm. staff? Like, mm. we, we spoke about the... Obviously, the resting of international players during a World Cup year, but also being able to play a squad. And uh, yeah, we, we spoke at length actually about the cohesion and bringing new players in and how difficult that would be. And um, we've seen, because we, we obviously missed the show when the Reds beat the Chiefs. So we'll just bring that back up, like where we, <laughs> where, where the Reds, oh, they, they they tackled like you've never seen ever before. Like where has this been all year? Mm. Um, and look, there was there was a lot of changes in that chief side. Like there were names there that I hadn't seen. They're, it's like they're from the um, development squad or from the external squad. It was it's great from a from a from a squad mentality, um, but it's just really difficult to get the cohesion and also to make proper decision making. I noticed with the Chiefs game. Probably in the first half, there were six opportunities they could have scored a try, but they blew them. Um, and then the Reds just kept growing confidence. And I think with the force last week watching the game, they they just they went off the back of, of winning the prior week and they just they got out to a 21-0 lead. You can't give teams a point start. Mm. Um, and to the Brumbies' credit, they came back. But look, the, the force always sort of – they had that game in control and – um, I look for Australian rugby, it's great to see. But, yeah, d- definitely selection. But this is make or break this weekend, right? Brumbies Chiefs. Like, you know, for the Brumbies, um, like they'll have their best team out there. Um, and it will be a, a, an enormous 
gauge of where they're at. Um, not saying like if they lose this weekend that they can't win it, but it would definitely boost the confidence going into the finals, like into the last round next week. So, look, I, I think if the Brumbies play their best game, they can match it with the Chiefs. And they did win there last year. So they love that. They love playing there. Yeah, I, I think this is, this is this has got low scoring, grinding game, great defence from both sides written all over. Kicking, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good kicking options. Um, Maximising the fifty twenties. A um, lot of set piece and just just an absolute all out like battle at the breakdown, right? Like, and I think, um, but I think the back three of the Chiefs. Look, if you if, if going with my heart and my head, I think the Brumbies can still win. But if you're going with a team that has been the form team all year at home, going into a finals, having their best 15, yeah, look, the, and Retallick had a bit of a rest too. So I'm thinking, yeah, the Chiefs were a close one. Mm. Um, yo, mate, Ken, he's texting. Good. <sighs> Blues man, Ken. Steffi for JP. Your mob have blown it. Wow. It's time for the big boys now. Take a rest, Brumbies. Cheers. Your Blues mate, Ken. <laughs> Bro, they haven't actually been in the top team this year, which has been disappointing for the Blues. Like, I, I was expecting great things from them this year. And for me, it's just, yeah, it's just been so inconsistent, hasn't it? Like, really, really inconsistent footy. Mm. And again, there's been a few changes um, when they do have their best side and they play that free-flowing attacking footy um, and they just chance their arm. I think once they get into the ding-dong battles in terms of, you know, getting into the grind of that kick, chase, defend, 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 they've come a bit unstuck, Auckland. And, um, yeah, the Blues, yeah, I had bigger hopes for them. I'm, yeah, I just they, – they've got to get some form in these last two games, that's for sure, if they're going to be any chance, Ken. There you go, Ken. Um, trying to pick which one to do next. Let's do this one. This is from Ted. Staffy, love your show. Thank you, Ted. For Jeremy, who out of all the rugby players you played with could have cracked it big in the NRL and been an origin legend? Oh, I can pick one straight away. Who? Oh, Finnegan. Oh, yes. Yeah, he was. Oh, look, the up and ten, like the, the back, up and back, Running the ten meters, yeah, really is the. He would have had to have changed his body shape, like, but in terms of physicality and running, like, and and just putting shots on, yeah. Mm. Joey, Big Mellon, Joey, Roth, was, Joey Roth would have been good. Joey Roth easily would have would have been a, a dual international. Um, he was actually built probably for the game of. Well, I was lucky, right? I got to play with a lot of dual internationals: Andrew Walker, um, you know, Wendell Sailor, Lottie Kerry, Matty Rogers. Um, yeah, I definitely think I think Stephen Larkham definitely at fullback. Mm. Um, oh, geez, cup some good number eights. David Lyons would have made a, a oh, very good rugby yeah, league player. Like he was, yeah, he was a Mark Chisholm, Radiki Samo. I reckon could have. I reckon he would have been a great finisher, maybe even a centre. Like, oh, the game was a lot easier to go from rugby to league than league to union. We've we've seen that with so many. Um, Rugby converts, haven't we? Mm. Particularly into the All Black system. Um, obviously, with Benji Marshall being the first, and now Roger Tuivasa Chef. Just that, I suppose that um, lack of of 
experience or that that lack of playing you really do have to have played it's not just as simple of going over is it mm. um and i, I really like tamana tahu remember tamana yes. tahu he's another dual in, international he actually i reckon he described the two games the best he goes i guess so what's the difference between rugby league and rugby union and tamana tahu said they like they they like tennis and squash they both have a racket and a ball but they're two completely different games. Mm. And I just think that's a wonderful analogy of the game of rugby. So, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely had some good... Timmy Horn would have been a great rugby league player. He would have been... He would have been Nathan Cleary-like. Daniel Herbert. Daniel yeah. Herbert would have been... Sterling Mortlock would have been very good. Matt Gitto. Matt Gitto, for sure. He played league all the way up in his junior leagues. Uh, actually, in his in, he played all junior league as well, so... Yeah, he would have made a great rugby league player. Um, someone's asking who the two nines and tens. Uh, you'll probably take three nines, probably two tens and a utility for ten for the Wallabies. If you had to pick at this stage, uh, that's from Josh. Uh, look, I'd, I'd, I'd almost – I'd go with Jake Gordon. Mm. I think Jake Gordon has just taken another le- – I've known this, this kid since he was 18, 19. Um I always believed he would get there, and I just think he's taken it to. Whenever the Waratahs need something, Jake Gordon delivers, like, and, and in a big way, either a turnover, a try, um, a sa- try-saving tackle, something big. And I just think that it's his time now. And look, I love Nick White. I think Nick White has just been an incredible, credible um, Wallabies player, and I still think he could probably still start. But then you got Tate McDermott. I think Tate McDermott has to be on the bench. Mm. Um, don't think he's ready quite yet to start, um, but he could make a hell of an impact off the bench. And I think you've got to go with Quaid. I think Quaid is just in a wow. a really, really good headspace. I think he would lead. Like I think with Semi Karevi at um, at inside centre, <coughs> um, at inside centre. I think um, I think you, you you would go Quay Cooper at ten, and I don't mind that Gordon from the Rebels. I was like, just tr- looking up what his Christian name was. I knew it was Gordon. It's, is it Cam or? Um, yeah, I Grant, love him. I love him, uh, mate. Look, I think he's just he's he's a running. He's, he's exactly what Eddie Jones likes. He's a running ten. He's a he's a very good runner, um, and he just takes his opportunities man he gets at the back and he runs and he's got a flick pass step oh no no he's a he's a genuine talent man i like him carter gordon that's him carter gordon are there are there any new green and gold uniform wearers this year no look i think i think that yeah i think that young gleason will get more time this year uh the back rower for the waratahs Mm -hmm. i think we'll see him I think we might even see young Fraser McWright on the bench, maybe, um, only because he's just had such a cracker year again. Um, in terms of anyone new, no, no one new. I think we've got the players to compete. I think we definitely do. I think it's just going to come down to availability. I think, I think we'll use players from overseas, like whether or not we use Big Will Skilton. Um, one of the best forwards in the game in Europe mm. um, has to be a place there for him somewhere. Um, 
And I just think the games leading up to the World Cup will decide on selection basis, really. But I think he's got the players for a squad, definitely. One more rugby question before we hit the league uh, comes yep. from James. What skills do you reckon Roger Tuivasa-Shek would have learned in rugby that he will take back to league and make him better? <laughs> oh, just the, just the size of the bodies. Every rugby league player that's come over has always said, just the just the, the the vast size of players and that contact. Like everyone talks about, like rugby league has been the most – it is. It is a very combative sport. Um, but in terms of body shapes and size, you're looking at, you know, some of those tight head props, South Africans, uh, even a couple of the boys running around in super uh, rugby is – they're not 120. 30 to 135 kilos man that's you know you don't get anyone really over 112 to 115 in rugby league yeah because i always Luckily, thought like nelson asafa solomona is a huge rugby league player but you put him in a rugby team and he's not huge anymore no he's not no 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 not at all he's a dime a dozen mm. like it's like the, the players are exceptionally massive and you, you're not 10 meters away but in terms of those real heavy collision areas like the scrum, the contact zone, and and obviously the breakdown, you can get absolutely annihilated in there. Um, and I, I think just as reaction time, like rugby is a t- rugby rugby is a game where you have to react as you go. And I think going into league, back to league as a fullback, and their role now within the game where it's they basically stand in the ruck area for the five tackles and they're there for support and i think that reaction time in union on making that decision of going into the breakdown not coming in setting players around you i just think that organization and that reaction time will be well he'll gain a lot from that and use that in rugby league Let's talk about origin before I go. A man born in New Zealand, um, played all his rugby in Canberra, has lived in Queensland and New South Wales. Uh, who do you go for? Mate, I, I actually go for the Blues. Because when I was in New Zealand, I went for the Blues. And then when we moved, we moved to Queensland. And in the house, right, you had a couple of Queenslanders and a couple of New South Welshmen, <laughs> so it made it interesting. But... Um, uh, look, I've always, I've always, I've always admired the Queensland spirit, though the Queensland, like that, that um, what did they win nine out of ten series or something when they had, you know, the big four. Um, look, it's state of origin is all about work ethic, man. It's just about how hard they will go and how hard and how long you'll go for. Uh, it's a battle of, of not only physicality but just the, the mental application towards playing 80 minutes of that level of footy. Wow. Um, but again, I think Queensland, like the team that they've, I, I think, I think Tino, because they've, they've named Flegler at eight, but I think that Tino um, will, Farmer's I think it is, um, from the goal from the Titans. I just call him Tino. He will be, I think he'll start, and I think Harry Grant will start at nine as well. They've named Ben Hunt, but I think the blue side will run out one to thirteen. But um, and I think Nico Hines should and deservedly should get a spot on the bench. I think he can. He just covers everything there. I think he's an absolute gun. That kid. So 
Um, but looking forward to it, bro. Can't wait. Same, same. Go to the Brumbies, eh, against the Mooloos. One last question. Uh, it's very important. We've got a very observant listener. Josh, he's text back in again. He said, JP, is it raining? Have you got the dryer on or are you deep frying chips? Mate, it is bucketing down. We've just had hail. Um, <laughs> it's absolutely bucketing down. And I'm just hanging out with my – I'm just laying in bed hanging out with my son because I've got to go back to work on Monday. So I'm just taking the time with my little time waster <laughs> and my little pig. He just can't stop eating. He's a blockhead. <laughs> He's a pool. He's a pool. He's a pool. He's a pool. <laughs> Actually, do you know, bro, my, Rihanna, my wife, her maiden name was Paul, but it's about with two L's. So all she had to do was take an L off. Oh, gee, didn't have to change yeah, your signature, crazy. really? No, 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 just had to drop an L. <laughs> awesome. All right, mate, good chatting. We'll catch up next week. That's it, brother. Cheers, boy. The Jeremy Paul Show comes to a conclusion. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of comments around Joey Bell. We'll find out what's making news, but we need to talk about Joe Bell's situation as well after the break.